Hello, Pastor Steve Waldron with Biblical Archaeology Today. I am so grateful you're here with us, and I'm extraordinarily thankful to be your host. And we're looking today at the Corinth Synagogue inscription and, you know, Acts 18, not one, but maybe two, especially as we compare it with 1 Corinthians 1, uh, leaders of the synagogue became Christians. So let's jump in. A couple of great pictures here in this textbook we've been using. What a wonderful book. I suggest everybody to get it and to buy hundreds and pass out. Because I, I think if we could get the word out of books like this, um, that we would see many millions become Christians. I really do. Because Paul said he preached, you know, with evidence. And what evidence this has. I know much of the evidence, miracles, power of the Holy Ghost, but you just pray over these books, anoint them, and <laughs> see what God does. All right, so the, the current, and of course they would need further uh, instruction on all of this, accurate ways to be saved and all this way, singular. The Corinth Synagogue, Synagogue of the Hebrews inscription, 4th century A.D., when Paul moved to Corinth about A.D. 50, he began teaching in the synagogue there, as was his normal protocol. Archaeological excavations at the ancient city of Corinth uncovered a Greek inscription, perhaps a sign reading Synagogue of the Hebrews, and a decorative stone depicting three menorah motives, representing the menorah originally in Jerusalem Temple and often found as artwork in ancient synagogues. And I'll mention uh, on the Arch of Titus as well. Based on the location of discovery of the synagogue inscription, the synagogue at Corinth was probably near the Forum, north of the Petine Hill, and along a main street called the Lekichon Road, which went north-south through the city. Boy, in Corinth, you know, to Corinthianize, even in Shakespeare's time, meant debauchery. It was on an isthmus about 18 miles wide, and it had sailors coming in from both directions, and it was a debauched city. God can have revival there, man. Wow, he can have it anywhere. Philo of Alexandria, a Jewish philosopher, I don't, I've read quite a bit when I was a younger Christian, but I don't take what he says as much. Also made reference to a substantial community of Jews in Corinth in this first century AD work. Now, something like that, I would believe, but like history, but not his uh, philosophical viewpoints are mixed with Greek. Uh, about a di diplomatic mission to Emperor Caligula, which is a fascinating story. I've probably mentioned it in a podcast or two over the years. Although the Corinth synagogue inscription probably dates to the 4th century AD, most synagogues in the ancient world were constructed directly over earlier synagogue remains when being repaired or rebuilt. So the synagogue at Corinth, in use during the 1st century in the time of Paul, was probably at the exact same location. Which, I've, I mean, I just find that so interesting. I'm not positive. I know why they rebuilt cities on top of it. But the synagogue, I'm not sure, unless there was some anointing process or something. Dedication of the sacred or something. The synagogue of the Hebrew sign and the decorative menorah stone confirm the existence of a synagogue in Corinth during the Roman period and point to its location on the north side of the city near uh, the Forum. And man, so a bunch of them were uh, baptized. Uh, Crispus and then Sosthenes, I think, as well, came to Jesus. So, God bless. Tomorrow we're going to be talking about one of the more substantial archaeological discoveries, not to discount this one at all, because it is massively substantial as well. Uh, the Galileo governor, 
inscription also at Corinth. So God bless you. Thanks for being with us. Join us daily. Share with your friends, family, church, family, and maybe make a journal or notebook of things you find interesting. And we will talk with you later. God bless you. Thanks again for being here. Please share. Bye-bye.